Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Law School of America. Squatters rights. Most cases of adverse possession deal with boundary line disputes between two parties who hold clear title to their property. The term squatters rights has no precise and fixed legal meaning. In some jurisdictions the term refers to temporary rights available to squatters that prevent them, in some circumstances, from being removed from property without due process. For example, in England and Wales reference is usually to Section 6 of the Criminal Law Act 1977. In the United States, no ownership rights are created by mere possession, and a squatter may only take possession through adverse possession if the squatter can prove all elements of an adverse possession claim for the jurisdiction in which the property is located. As with any adverse possession claim, if a squatter abandons the property for a period, or if the rightful owner effectively removes the squatter's access even temporarily during the statutory period, or gives their permission, the clock usually stops. For example, if the required period in a given jurisdiction is 20 years and the squatter is removed after only 15 years, the squatter loses the benefit of that 15-year possession, for example, the clock is reset at zero. If that squatter later retakes possession of the property, that squatter must, to acquire title, remain on the property for a full 20 years after the date on which the squatter retook possession. In this example, the squatter would have held the property for a total of 35 years, the original 15 years plus the later 20 years, to acquire title. Depending on the jurisdiction, one squatter may or may not pass along continuous possession to another squatter, known as tacking. Tacking is defined as the joining of consecutive periods of possession by different persons to treat the periods as one continuous period, especially, the adding of one's own period of land possession to that of a prior possessor to establish continuous adverse possession for the statutory period. There are three types of privity, privity of contract, privity of possession, and privity of estate. One of the three types of privity is required in order for one adverse possessor to tack their time onto another adverse possessor in order to complete the statutory time period. One way tacking occurs is when the conveyance of the property from one adverse possessor to another is founded upon a written document, usually an erroneous deed, indicating color of title. A lawful owner may also restart the clock at zero by giving temporary permission for the occupation of the property, thus defeating the necessary continuous and hostile element. Evidence that a squatter paid rent to the owner would defeat adverse possession for that period. England and Wales. Squatting became a criminal offense in England-Wales under Section 144 of the Legal Aid, Sentencing and Punishment of Offenders Act 2012. This section also inserted an immediate power of entry to the premises into Section 17 of the Police and Criminal Evidence Act 1984. United States. In the United States, the concept of squatter's rights is generally used to refer to a specific form of adverse possession where the decisor holds no title to any properties adjoining the property under dispute. In most jurisdictions of the United States, few squatters can meet the legal requirements for adverse possession. Comparison to homesteading. Adverse possession is in some ways similar to homesteading. Like the decisor, the homesteader may gain title to property by using the land and fulfilling certain other conditions. 
In homesteading, however, the possession of the property is not hostile, the land is either considered to have no legal owner or is owned by the government. The government allows the homesteader to use the land with the expectation that the homesteader who fulfills the requirements necessary for the homestead will gain title to the property. The principles of homesteading and squatters' rights embody the most basic concept of property and ownership, which can be summarized by the adage possession is nine-tenths of the law, meaning the person who uses the property effectively owns it. Likewise, the adage, use it or lose it, applies. The principles of homesteading and squatters' rights predate formal property laws. To a large degree, modern property law formalizes and expands these simple ideas. The principle of homesteading is that if no one is using or possessing property, the first person to claim it and use it consistently over a specified period owns the property. Squatters' rights embodies the idea that if one property owner neglects property and fails to use it, and a second person starts to tend and use the property, then after a certain period the first person's claim to the property is lost and ownership transfers to the second person, who is actually using the property. The legal principle of homesteading, then, is a formalization of the homestead principle in the same way that the right of adverse possession is a formalization of the pre-existing principle of squatters' rights. The essential ideas behind the principles of homesteading and squatters' rights hold generally for any type of item or property of which ownership can be asserted by simple use or possession. In modern law, homesteading and the right of adverse possession refer exclusively to real property. In the realm of personal property, the same impulse is summarized by the adage finders, keepers and is formalized by laws and conventions concerning abandoned property. Copyrights Some legal scholars have proposed the extension of the concept of adverse possession to intellectual property law, in particular to reconcile intellectual property and antitrust law or to unify copyright law and property law. Adverse possession of easements. Some jurisdictions merge the concept of adverse possession with that of prescription, so that adverse possession may be used to gain various incorporeal rights to land as well as land itself. Under this theory, adverse possession grants only those rights in the deceased property that are taken by the decisor. For example, a decisor might choose to take an easement rather than the entire fee title to the property. In this manner, it is possible to deceive an easement under the legal doctrine of prescription. This must also be done openly but need not be exclusive. Prescription is governed by different statutory and common law time limits to adverse possession. It is common practice in cities such as New York, where builders often leave sidewalk space or plazas in front of their buildings to meet zoning requirements, to close public areas they own periodically to prevent the creation of a permanent easement that would cloud their exclusive property rights. For the same reason, City sidewalks may have embedded markers along the property line around a plaza or open area announcing this space not dedicated to indicate that although the public may use the space within the markers, it is still private property. If a property owner interferes with an easement upon their property in a manner that satisfies the requirements for adverse prescription, for example locking the gates to a commonly used area, and nobody does anything about it, he will successfully extinguish the easement. This is another reason to quiet title after a successful adverse possession or adverse prescription, it clarifies the record of who should take action to preserve the adverse title or easement while evidence is still fresh. For example, given a deeded easement to use someone else's driveway to reach a garage, if a fence or permanently locked gate prevents the use, nothing is done to remove and circumvent the obstacle, and the statutory period expires, then the easement ceases to have any legal force, Although the deed held by the fee simple owner stated that the owner's interest was subject to the easement.
Strictly speaking, prescription works in a different way to adverse possession. Adverse possession is concerned with the extinction of the title of the original owner by a rule of limitation of actions. Prescription, on the other hand, is concerned with acquiring a right that did not previously exist. In the law of England and Wales, adverse possession and prescription are treated as being entirely different doctrines. The former being entirely statutory deriving from the Limitation Act 1980, the latter being possible under purely common law principles. Non-common law jurisdictions Some non-common law jurisdictions have laws similar to adverse possession. For example, Louisiana has a legal doctrine called acquisitive prescription, which is derived from French law. Theory Adverse possession exists to cure potential or actual defects in real estate titles by putting a statute of limitations on possible litigation over ownership and possession. Because of the doctrine of adverse possession, a landowner can be secure and titled to their land. Otherwise, long-lost heirs of any former owner, possessor or lien holder of centuries past could come forward with a legal claim on the property. The doctrine of adverse possession prevents this. This means the law may be used to reward a person who possesses the land of another for a requisite period of time. Failure of a landowner to exercise and defend their property rights for a certain period may result in the permanent loss of the landowner's interest in the property. In economic terms, adverse possession encourages and rewards productive use of land. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America